Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and, of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. As the year 2010 comes to an end, even a quick glance over the year's events will make one realize that we all have a great deal to be thankful for. Our guest is a friend and brother, the director of TSE Music, Greg Thomas, and we will take a look at the great things God has done for the year 2010. The Year in Review on Music with a Mission. This is Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and our guest is, of course, the director of the music department here at Times Square Church, my friend and brother, Greg Thomas. Greg, great to have you with us. Derek, it's good to be here with you. It's great to have you, Greg. You're one of those guys who I always see in a blur, too. You've got 20 things you're doing at the same time, and it's uh, good that we can get you to sit down and talk with us about the year in review here on Music with a Mission. It has been a great year. Has it? Yeah, it's been great. And you've been doing an excellent job with this podcast. You, Harry Vaughn, uh, Maggie. God is good. Excellent job with this yeah, podcast. Yeah, God, I'm, God, I'm God happy. is awesome. God gave you the vision for the podcast initially. Right. Has it been everything that you expected God to do? You know, I don't know what I expected God to do. Podcast was new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd heard many of them. I've never seen them done, yeah. but I knew it was a behind-the-scenes thing, studio thing, so studio experience made that very easy to just kind of get in front of the microphone, I guess, and do what we do, True. talk about what the Lord's doing, share the stories behind the songs, talk to the writers. You know, we had already been doing that here at TSC Music for years, but this was the first time we were actually recording it and broadcasting mm-hmm. what God is doing. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's. I think the Lord always exceeds our expectations. Yeah, you know? yeah and indeed, so He indeed. certainly, you know, this was way over the moon for us. The responses have been great, um, and uh, we've had great guests. The guests uh, have been phenomenal and so diverse. Yeah, I mean, we we've had guests from every possible genre in gospel Christian music. Well, at least the ones that we're aware of. <laughs> exactly, there could be genres out there we didn't even know exactly, about. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we had spoken word. We had. Um, Elia Wilson and Mark Rogers. David Ham can fall into that spoken word. That's David right. Ham was, David Ham was a, kind of a hip-hop artist, yeah. producer. He fell into that category. They had a lot of great things to say. Some really good. I don't want to get into comparing the various podcasts. They were all great. But I, I am so moved by Elia Wilson. Uh-huh. Uh, I am. I just love her. I love her spirit. I love her her uh, uh, deliberateness, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just very deliberate. Very blunt, you know. It's the gospel truth. Yeah, you know, it's not watered down, and it's not a performance. I mean, it, no, it's, it's her heart. living this thing. Yeah, you it's know? her heart. And then we, uh, we, we've been blessed to have the the other end of the spectrum, if you will. I mean, when you look at David Ham and Mark Rogers, these are two guys who have lived this. Ilias mm-hmm. living, living it, but it. they've lived this. So sure. you've got two generations of what we call spoken word slash hip-hop thing you know mark is more of a preacher so mark yeah. was more the spoken word preachy spoken word sure you know? sure where Ilya and david had that musical element right to some right. extent so yeah and david was kind of the activist our podcast got quite 
controversial there mm. with some of the things that were said. Let's take a look back at Ilya Wilson, Mark Rogers, David Hamm, just a few clips of uh, what they had to say here on Music with a Mission. Where I draw the line, I guess, is how they respond to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've known of artists who have, you know, committed indiscretions or whatever, and some have brushed it off and acted like it didn't happen. Others have taken time with the Lord and then come back later. Um, I really, I mean, I don't go that deep into it, but I mean, the I guess the key is is repentance. I mean, we read we read the Psalms written by David, who we know committed murder, committed adultery, um, and yet he was clearly repentant um, before the Lord and was forgiven. So. Mm-hmm. Why can't I do the same with artists today? How do you handle it in the end is what you're saying. Right. A lot of people have a misconception of who Christ is. He's not somebody who was a savior. He is the savior, you know, and he can save your soul. He can save your life. He can give you, you know, the power you need to live a life he's calling you to live, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, which is another um misconception that a lot of people have they think god is calling you to live a life you can't live on your own yes that's true but he also comes with the package of salvation power Mm. that's what comes with this package of his salvation Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. power to live right power to do right power to speak right ultimately does praise and worship music penetrate the spirit and soul more than christian rap in your opinion i have to say so absolutely okay i mean i know there's some brothers out there that they, you know, they'll they'll argue and they'll debate the idea that man, I I worship to my hip hop, I praise God to oh, my sure. hip hop, and you know, of of course, that's that's been uh, they're a product of their environment, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I, which I think really is the case. Mm-hmm. But I think as a body, and 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 your growth, um, worship God, mm-hmm. praise God, mm-hmm. sing a worship song. I remember when my cousin didn't want to live. He was seven, man, his whole life still to live. He tried to jump out the window, but his teacher grabbed him. Suicide policy, not a system, got him. They ain't know his mom and pops went separate ways, and all he wanted to do was just fly away. And don't we all want to slip away from the pain? I know the truth is your heart really needs a change. Let me get back to the story of my little cousin. His auntie came right away. Yo, she really loved him. Wrapped him in her arms and prayed like a mother should. She has the faith knowing God makes it all good. Visitation ended, now we gotta stand tall. She prayed for him and showed him how to do collect calls. He called the next day with something really big to say. He took the hands of the kids. Kids and begin to pray. Music Radio's Music with a Mission, and just a taste of some of the spoken word artists we've had on Music with a Mission, Elia Wilson, Mark Rogers, David Hamm, talking about the Lord and talking about music and music ministry. What what other genre did we have? We had kind of a rock pop. Yeah, some people would consider it CCM, contemporary Christian music. And Kate Conlon would fall in that category. Kate Conlon, Raphael Rupert. Raphael Rupert. Mm -hmm. um, Michelle Margiana, our very own. 
Yeah, know, that's right. All these are, are yeah, but open, yeah, Michelle falls in that stuffier. category too. Yeah, it's it's a very well, it's a pop style. It's a pop style. I think that um, has become uh, a lot more popular over the past ten, twelve years mm-hmm. uh, than it's ever been, um, and um, uh, and it crosses the span. Uh, it crosses uh, generations. I mean, you know. It's not your mom and pop music, right? Yet they're listening to it. Sure, you know sure. they are. You know the Michael W. Smiths and mm-hmm. the Stephen Curtis Chapmans, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, they listen to that, but it's also this younger generation who's listening to uh, this as well. And so Kay Collin, I think, falls right in the middle of the road with all of those. So does Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, Raphael, as well. Raphael has a, a, a rock edge, which which is uh, very well received with the young people today. Um, uh, and and as any genre of music, you know, you can go to areas of the world or areas of this country where the demographics are very different. Sure. And you'll find uh, that same generation of young people listening to something totally different, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get into because we've had those guests yeah. here as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's incredible. The, the writers uh, that are, are writing, even in this genre, those three that we just mentioned, uh, Great podcasts and great interviews, great stories from them. Yeah, they, great, really it was blessed. great talking to all three of them. And, you know, the thing that I noticed about all three of them is the simplicity in their lyrics. They're really to the point. They're gospel. It's the gospel truth. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it touches the soul. Yeah. And, and it's funny, though, because it's gospel, but it's not gospel music. Indeed. That's my <laughs> point. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. 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 Let's listen to a little bit of what we talked about with Kate Conlon. Raphael Rupert and Michelle Margiata on Music with a Mission. of what I write is is hoping that my non-Christian friends and you know people who don't know the Lord will listen to and mm-hmm. that's kind of my hope and that's my target um, and that's where I write from so it's kind of as a Christian artist writing for non-Christians if that makes sense that makes a perfect sense so, to me so that you know it's kind of breaking down who God is on a very very simple level and asking the questions that I know that that so many people are asking because I asked them mm-hmm. and then kind of trying to answer that in what I have found through my relationship with with God because music is such a powerful medium to do that get a hold of God draw close to him mm-hmm. and seek him first and i know i know for a fact that at the moment in my life when i was giving up the ambition of recording and i desired one thing and that was to draw close to god and to do whatever he had me doing at that moment whether it's being an usher or or just singing or being part of the choir or writing singing some tunes in your room by yourself just between you and god whatever it is at that moment do that with all your heart, and when it's God's timing, He's going to bring everything about. It's about your heart. Okay. It is about Back your heart. heart, and I know, I know, because God will humble, and He has humbled me. Right. If I get to the place where I become prideful, or I think that it's on my own skill or my own doing, uh, God won't bless it. Mm-hmm. He won't bless it, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to make a decision. 
as a musician and as a Christian and as, you know, a person who is a follower after Christ, you have to make a decision. What am I here for? Am I here for myself or am I here for God? Mm. If you're here for yourself, whatever you touch will not be blessed. Right. But if you're here for God, whatever you touch will be blessed. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, a little bit of Kate Kahn and Raphael Rupert and Michelle Margiata. Very similar in their approach to the gospel. Great interviews talking with them. Kate Conlon, the preacher's kid, and um, <laughs> and she was really involved in missions. Well, she is the, the uh, director of uh, medical missions here. Mm-hmm. Church, That's so, right. Which is On Call. That's the actual name of the ministry, On Call. And she really had a passion for that. I remember speaking with her, and you could see it all in her eyes, her heart and her passion for that. Raphael Rupert, uh, she and Raphael Rupert are both child cry artists, which is another mission here at Times Square Church dedicated to feeding the poorest of the poor, and the proceeds of all of their albums go toward that. Then we talked to Michelle Margiata, Mm -hmm. great worship leader and a great spirit around here, and uh, we were talking about her CD, State of Heart. It's awesome because she came on staff around the same time we launched the first podcast. That's right. So that was, right. it was great to have her as an addition to, and a big help to the department. I mean, a big help to, to the ministry. She's like a busy beaver in there. She's always working. Oh, I'm not working anymore. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> she, gives you, she gives you a big help of hand. Oh, huh? She's a big help, big asset to, to the department. You know what I love, too? I love the fact that when I mean, you think about both Michelle and, and uh, Kate in particular, yeah. who both had opportunities to do other things musically yeah yeah and chose uh to follow christ and chose this road chose this path and uh kate's kate's been you know in the whole negotiating of contracts with record labels the whole bit oh yeah she could was, have been doing some other things yeah yeah and talking with kate i remember she was telling me that she was right there uh, and uh decided to just take the other road for the lord jesus and uh, you know. and now she's richer than she ever could be exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean if she knew what i knew she yeah well well she knows i think she knows <laughs> i think she knows yeah you know we also had a very uh, different style of music here in the podcast and that was probably what people would consider the folksy slash almost country you know, Sita and Jacob really fell in that category. Sita and Jacob Steele. Don't you love those two? <laughs> they, were the, they were so much fun to talk to. So in love. You know, they're just like a young couple in yeah, love. Yeah. And then and Scott Zaccaroli, I think, falls in that category, too. Yeah. Folksy, not real too much folksy, but more country-ish, you know. It's, it, uh, yeah, it's not, your Sunday, it's not necessarily your Sunday morning genre, if you will. Right, you know what I mean? Right. It's not what you're going to get Sunday morning, per se. But it does have a very unique evangelistic flair oh, to it. No question about you it. You know, where you can sing this this material on any street corner in on any street corner in America almost. With Scott, with Sita and Jacob, I notice, especially Scott, that his hooks or the choruses, they resonate with you. You find Provoking. yourself yeah, you find yourself kinda of humming it to yourself yeah. and, and singing it to yourself. Yeah. Same thing with Sita and Jacob. Uh, it's kind of a formula that they have. Scott writes, and he makes you think. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it makes you think. You, you you cannot read these lyrics or sing these lyrics and not be thinking about every single word. And that's it's, what he told me. He absolutely. told me content is the most important thing with him. Yeah. It's calling us to something. Scott Zaccaroli, Sita and Jacob. On Music with a Mission. You will find grace. You'll find his arms are open wide. But it is time For you and I to decide Our time is in his hands The time is now To live as he commands You know, God is making his appeal through you for others to be reconciled and to come back. But asking someone to come back to a place where they may have been deeply hurt, namely church. What do you say to folks that fall into that category? I would say, uh, and not to sound cliche, this is really the truth. You're not coming back to church. You're coming back to Christ. Mm. And that distinction had to be made for me because coming back to church meant all the people and they're going to do that again. And their doctrine's different from the other doctrine, and they don't right. believe this, and I'm not sure who's right, and this guy's talking about money. And, yeah. and I got so confused by all that that when uh, we return to the simplicity of the Christian life as it is revealed by Christ himself, mm-hmm. uh, it, you can come back to that with all of your heart and be completely, completely safe. The call is not to come back to church. It's to come back to Christ. A lot of people respond to honesty mm-hmm. and down-to-earth Christians um, who are just honest with their relationship with God to those people that they're ministering to. They might not know that they're ministering to them, but just by being themselves Mm -hmm. um, and not trying to hide things or pretend like their lives are super duper because of Jesus, you know, um, I think people will definitely react to that. And I know that they have. There's been a lot of superficiality. There's been a lot of... um, we're going to make the fanciest program in town so people will come to our church. And it's not based upon relationships. And it's not based upon, um, you know, get, pouring out your life to somebody because that will change a, a person's life more than anything. That's what Jesus did. He lived amongst the people. He didn't have this awesome concert where Paul was, like, doing guitar solos. Everything that he did was so, it was so raw, and, and, and it was love in its, in its purest state. And I think that that's what we should always be the aiming to do and always be the aiming to do. And your love is powerful And nothing compares to you And all of creation praises you all-consuming fire all-consuming fire love is my desire love is my desire father god come here father god come here spirit draws near
Music with a Mission. Scott Zaccaroli, Sita and Jacob, just a taste of both of them. And it was great talking with those two about content, music, and how music has affected their personal lives. Uh, we also had a very interesting guest uh, on to talk about children's music. And his name was Dana Reed. You remember Dana, don't you? Uh, that's my buddy. Yeah. Dana <laughs> he was great Reed. talking to him. <laughs> great guy, too. Dana and I met. In 2006, I think it was, latter part of 2006. Yeah. Actually, we didn't meet then. We actually spoke on the phone. Okay. And um, we're, we're, we're talking about his music. I can't remember how we got in touch with each, each other. It may have been through Shelton Morgan, who is a, an engineer in North Carolina now. Okay. Who we were both apparently worked with at some time or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dana, when I first talked to him on the phone, there was an immediate chemistry. Mm. Uh, I'll never forget it. And I could hear his heart. You know, there's very few people I talked to on the phone that I could, you know, you could hear their heart and sure. know beyond the shadow of a doubt that they mean what they say and say what they mean. Uh, and I got that connection with Dana. Um, and so I was compelled, you know, I, I knew I'd be working with him to, to some degree or another. Uh, and then of course he came up for Christmas in 2007 and shared with us, um, and uh, my daughter loves his music. You know, we, we played in the car. Yeah. And yeah. she knows all the stories. She knows all the music. You know, Dana, another one who has played for the likes of CeCe Winans and recorded with numerous uh, artists as a guitarist and a writer uh, who could have been doing, again, uh, great things, greater yeah. things. Well, what would be considered greater things? I think he's doing the greatest thing he could ever be doing. Sure, from a worldly view, it's it's, it's right. a greater right. thing. It's but... like who you know and, and yeah. how many names you run with. Yeah, but you'll never find anybody more content with where he is and where the Lord has him than Dana Reed. Yeah, um, and I tell you, there's not a whole lot of people who can do what Dana Dana does. I mean, he has a command. When he takes the platform or the pulpit, and he's pastoring now, you know yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. He, he had just walked into that when mm-hmm. we when uh, 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 interviewed him here. When I talked to him, he said he was told that he should move to Nashville to pursue music, and then he just took a detour because God called him into ministry. Yeah, absolutely, and he stuck with it. And uh, as you said, he's in a good place. It, but his music is not children's music. I mean, it's adult. And he's the music. first to tell you that. He's yeah, the first to tell it's you it's adult music. Kids love it, mm-hmm. but it's adult music in that it's got all of the uh, the professionalism and all of the approach that any major adult song that you'd ever hear. Um, but the lyrics, again, are, are all scriptural. They're yep. all about what God can do for those who will trust him. Yep. And kids gravitate to it. And the fact that he intermingles it with Bible stories is uh, amazing. Amazing. All three projects. Let's hear a bit about what we talked about. Uh, Dana Reed on Music with a Mission. I thank you for my friends who've joined me here tonight. I ask that you bless them and give them peace. Help them to know just how special they are. Watch over them and keep them from all harm. In Jesus' name I pray. God gives me a child not to make them into what I want them to do. Mm -hmm. It's to be a steward of this child so that I can help them understand what God wants them to be. Mm -hmm. And if God, I may be a violin. And a violin tunes one way and sounds a certain way. Well, God may have given me a trumpet. That trumpet's not going to tune like the violin. Exactly. It's not going to play when the violin is supposed to play. Right. So I have to trust God in raising this trumpet 
not trying to make it a violin. That's why I tell children, you can be anything God wants you to be. When I was a kid, Derek, I, I used to be perplexed because Christmas Day came around and everybody was so nice on Christmas Day. People would come to my house. We'd go to their house. Everybody put on some nice clothes and mm-hmm. we all, you, you, you were hospitable, yeah. talked about the year. And I, I used to wonder, why can't people be like this all the time? All the time. Well, it was a foretaste of really what life can be in Christ. Hmm. Now I, I wasn't not, I wasn't raised in a in a Bible believing Christian home, but I had one day a year where I got a taste of what it would be like and could be like. The time is coming where Christmas never ends. We'll gather round the family table till we leave this world and then go to a place. For Christmas never ends. Go to a place where Christmas never ends. Go to a place where Christmas never ends. Musical The Mission and uh, Pastor Carter Conlon, of course, from Times Square Church. And prior to that, Dana Reed, kind of uh, the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to children's ministry. Uh, talked to Pastor, and he had a, a book out called uh, Katie and the Dogs Are Gone. He has a couple of children's books right. out. And, of course, the CD, Where Christmas Never Ends, which was targeted toward children and came from his childhood and childhood experiences and Christmas. Great stuff. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, Pastor Carter's writing for those particular projects are all very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come out of personal experiences. Um, I would imagine a portion of Dana's music is personal, but the yeah. stories themselves are clearly scripture. So, you've, again, you do have both ends of the spectrum. You have the writing that comes from a very personal experience and personal stories. Where Christmas Never End was Pastor Carter's childhood Christmas, yeah. you know, yeah. and he just shared that with everybody. And kids, I love, again, and it's June. <laughs> and my daughter is like horses and bells, man. Yeah. She's like, you know, <laughs> right, uh, right. In the middle of June. Yeah. You know? So Christmas really never ends <laughs> in the Thomas car, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but then again, Dana's experience is is you know he's writing from a very biblical perspective in that uh, it's it's a relationship with the Lord. Not mm-hmm. that Carter didn't have one, <laughs> you know. But I mean, Dana's no, writing the... is coming from this this other perspective. So. Mm-hmm. But it's all children related, and kids love it, and sure. adults love it alike. And sure. uh, I think it's awesome that we had both of them uh, on the program. Then we had Lane Gray uh, from London, London-based. Uh, yeah. It was such a great interview. Yeah. I asked him what his genre of music was, and we were talking about it earlier, about exactly what is his genre of music. I would venture to say R&B, praise and worship? If that's a genre, yeah. R&B, <laughs> praise, and worship. <laughs> you know, because his music was so far-reaching. Yeah. And I think it touched a lot of people. Well, you know, you think about, I don't know how many people, I mean, there are a lot of people familiar with, with a Darwin Hobbs. Mm-hmm. He's clearly a Christian uh, uh, artist, writer, recorder, uh, singer, and recording artist. Um, great singer, great vocalist. Yeah. But when you listen to him, he he his his vocal style reminds you of Luther Vandross. Exactly, I, mean, it I was going to so say that. Yeah, it's Vandross. very Luther. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 it, 
and, and ironically, he's done some backup vocals for, for Luther Vandross. No kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when you hear him, that's, that's, that's the voice that you associate with him if you are familiar with the secular scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Lane, it's very similar. It's not a Luther Vandross. Uh, and I don't know who it is. You know, sometimes it's uh, Seal and sometimes it's somebody <laughs> else, you know. Yeah. He's got one of those voices that's just, it, it is unique. It is his own. Um, but it's not always R&B because then you can hear him go into a praise mold or a praise Exactly. Now, you know, you, yeah, you may have you may have a drum pattern that may seem a little R and B, but right. but there are other elements in there that touch everyone. You know, it's kind of like what you do that nobody knows about. Oh, and we'll talk about that. I think a little later. <laughs> yes, Derek Davis <laughs> <laughs> likes to put together his own music, and we uh, we're going to share some of that with you in the instrumental section of this program a little later. Okay, we will talk about that later, I promise. Uh, but right now, let's listen to Lane Gray and the interview that we had here on Music with a Mission. We honor you and adore you. Oh, yeah. We honor you and adore you. I remember a few artists coming over and kind of from the US and kind of frowning on us and saying, well, what, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, my heart is still my heart, mm. but I'm still paying a bill. It's like saying that, you know, I'm a Christian, so I'm, I'm a carpenter, so I can build and make stuff for the church, but I'm not going to build it for anyone else. Because, mm. you know, in that sense, you kind of got to use what you do and just say, well, this is my gift but I can actually use it and pay bills and I can do this and do that. How did your writing change or did it change when the Holy Spirit encounter happened? Um, I think I think it changed. Um, it got deeper. Okay. <laughs> it got more, for me, uh, more meaningful. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't say my writing style changed, but I knew what I was singing. I knew um, when I sang a lyric or a verse what it meant to me instead of just singing it. Mm. Whereas versus before, it was just singing it. I see. Because somebody told me I can sing. My soul finds a rest in you For you're the peace that shakes distractions My only satisfaction I will rest in you TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. And that was Tiffany Thompson, uh, the assistant to our guest, Greg Thomas. She was a great interview, too. Great story, great music, great voice, and uh, just an inspiration all the way around. Prior to that, we heard Lane Gray 
And uh, we kind of put them in the, I don't know, we said R&B, praise, and worship category. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you hear Tiffany sing, you think Lauryn Hill. Automatically. She's got that flow. That smooth. It's a smooth, soulful flow. Operator. But anointed all the same. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell you what, Greg. Let's take a quick break here on Music with a Mission, and we will continue with the year in review with my friend and brother, Greg Thomas. And we're going to talk about more music, music guests we've had on when Music with a Mission continues. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your God answer. is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. I'd like to take a moment to speak to all of our Jewish friends in the New York City area and beyond. It is an ominous day that we're living in, and the clouds hanging over Israel look fairly dark in our generation. But I want to remind you of the words of Isaiah in chapter 60, verses 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Oh, Israel, you have an incredible future ahead of you. We are praying for you, and we want to remind you as well that it is time for all of us to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. That's nycprayer.org. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and we are back having a great conversation, as always, with my friend and brother, Greg Thomas. And we're talking about all the great guests that we've had on Music with a Mission in the 2010 Year in Review. You know, one of the genres, Greg, that we did not cover or talk about yet is just the traditional genre. Um, traditional contemporary gospel. Well, I don't know if you can call it that. Traditional, well, traditional contemporary. contemporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of an know, oxymoron it, well, there. Well, it is. It, it's, it's ironic because that, that genre is so broad now. You do have contemporary and you do have traditional contemporary. Uh-huh. Because if you think about it, I mean, Walter Hawkins, Edwin Hawkins, uh, any of the Hawkins, they, those were considered contemporary gospel artists. But they're traditional now. But they're traditional now. Isn't that amazing? Traditional contemporary. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right? right. Because before them, the James Clevelands, the Shirley Caesars, I mean, those people were considered traditional. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So it really is turning, but it's all coming around again. Sure. You know? Sure. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. I grew up listening to a lot, a plethora of, of gospel artists. Mm-hmm. But locally in my hometown, n- nobody I've listened to more than I have Reverend Ed Fairley. Uh, first time I saw him was right here at Times Square Church, and he ministered during the 6 o'clock service. And just an awesome minister of music. Not a recording artist, just you know, your local guy. And if you ask him about recording, he'll tell you it's not that important yeah. in the scheme of things. Uh, so long as the message gets out, uh, he's uh, he's not really hung up on that. I think that's why his ministry has been blessed. You know, so many people pursue the career mm-hmm. 
and forsake the ministry, forsake the calling. And he has been the the exact opposite. You know, it's been the pursuit of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the preached word, operating in that in that office of pastor, evangelist. Uh, and then the music has always been secondary to him. I never could understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How the music, uh, especially from a music director's point I, of yeah. view. Yeah, it was hard for me. Then. I mean, I totally understand it now, but yeah. I remember back in, well, I won't say how long ago that was, but I remember him sharing yeah. with me that music was secondary. I had asked him to do something years ago, and he said, he, he struggled to say yes. Mm. It made it clear to me, he says, you know, that is secondary to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The most important thing to me right now is preaching this gospel. And I thought that was amazing. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. In him. Will I trust? Praise the name of Jesus. Music is described or defined as uh, the international language. Music can be felt even when you cannot understand the language. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the spirit of that music, whether it be R&B, gospel, jazz, you can feel the spirit of that music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can know if it's the right if music the right, for your spirit. It's the right, <laughs> right? <I was> <laughs> yes. Without knowing the language. Sure. You know. Sure. The, the, the spirit is communicated. God wasn't looking for me to be perfect he wanted to perfect me you know and so I see how in all of the things that I've experienced the good and the bad God was just working his perfection in me God God was doing he was trying to show me that I could trust him to do what needed to be done in me to make me more like him Music with a Mission and The Voice, Vicki Griffin. And prior to that, we heard, of course, Reverend Ed Fairley. And they fall kind of in the traditional contemporary <laughs> genre we were discussing. Uh, Vicki Griffin was a great interview, too, just talking with her and um, about where God has taken her from. And, and then we had Clay Bogan, well-sought-after producer in the gospel music industry. And we talked about what it takes for a Christian musician to make it in the industry 
and uh, he had a lot of interesting things to say. Yeah, Clay Bogan, great friend of ours, um, came in and uh, uh, produced the Christmas project for mm-hmm. us last year, mm-hmm. Christmas in Times Square. Great worker with him. He he understands the back end uh, of music ministry and and the industry, and so it was easy working with him. Mm-hmm. I, um, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I love his uh, ability to just come in, write. A lot of times, you know, the the intention was that I would be in all the writing sessions every every Wednesday. <laughs> right, and that didn't happen. Did well, it? it didn't happen the way. Yeah, yeah, I think any of us anticipated it to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, Good portion of the writing. Fortunately, the songs that I submitted on that project were already written. Okay. Uh, but he and Harry Vaughn and Patrick A., they would get back there Wednesday after Wednesday. They would just plug away. You know, either the Lord would give me a thought I'd be dealing with, mm-hmm. or they'd have a song concept. Yeah. And I'd go back and flip through the words, get some scripture. Because I, I, I was really keen, and I am really keen on making sure that we're not just writing songs with, with clever you know, hooks and yeah. bridges yeah. And, and things, but that it was meaty. It had some content some that you weighty. could find sure. that song in, in the word. And if mm-hmm. you can't find it, then we probably don't need to be singing it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, some great songs came out of that. I mean, uh, uh, if you can get the project Christmas in Times Square, but not only that, we started, we continued writing throughout the year and mm-hmm. writing on new material mm-hmm. uh, for what was going to be a new choir project this year. And it's, and as it is, you know, the Lord would just kind of shift the direction and say, okay, well, it's not really about the project anymore as much as it is about the songs. I see. Very good. Get the songs, and then you can start looking at a project later. And so that's where we are. We're writing uh, and just writing, you know, as the Lord speaks to us. It'll be through a sermon. It'll be through an experience. Uh, it'll be something somebody sent us and said, hey, you guys use this. And, and we get a lot of submissions from, mm-hmm. from, from music, which which we love. Uh, but sometimes we'll get them, we'll listen to them and say, well, that song's got some bones, you know? Right, we right. keep and the bones there sure, and add sure. some, some cartilage, you know? <laughs> and, so, um, and so that's been uh, a real great process. We've taken and you said Patrick little... Andy was involved with that, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And, you know, I spoke with, Patrick was on Music with a Mission, too. That was a really good interview uh, with let me, him. Let me ask you something. Can you pronounce his last name? <laughs> <laughs> We had a whole thing about that. <laughs> Patrick Andrew and Anansiloun. Something like that. It's Pat- like, Look, Maggie's shaking her head. It's like head. 21 She's... letters in there. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a great guy. Great, uh, great talking with him. He is a great guy. Great bassist. Oh, my you know? goodness. And um, a lot of his music is uh, just very, very interesting instrumentally. It's intricate. It's He's a no-joke kind yeah. of musician. I mean, yeah. the guy is incredibly talented. Even though if you were to just talk to him, you know, you would never know that because yeah. he's such a mellow spirit. Very mellow, very yeah. humble, you know. but loves God with all his heart, yeah. I think. And and uh, he, he's been serving with us for uh, probably close to five years, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, an incredible musician. One of the things that just blew me away with him is that we were talking about him walking away from certain venues that weren't exactly godly. I said, you know, Patrick, I believe that God will bless you if you walk away. And he says, you know, it really doesn't matter to me <laughs> whether I'm blessed or not. Because you got to do what you got to do for God anyway, no, you know. I love it. And it, was just, it just blew me. I was like, whoa, good for you. But, you yeah. know, <laughs> but most of us feel as though, you know, we're looking for the blessing end of it. And he was like, look, hey. Doesn't matter whether I'm blessed or not. I'm still going to do it. It's, I it's do a no God. works ministry. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> really no, impressed. Great, with that. great ministry. And, and in fact, all of these artists, you can get all of their projects online. Yeah. Uh, you can get them through TSE. 
nyc.org and go to the store there or you can go some of them have individual websites we'll see if we can't give you a rundown of those websites that do exist uh where you can get the product uh yourself directly and patrick is is a child cry artist too his all of the Absolutely. proceeds from his album go to feeding hungry children the poorest of the poor through times square church his project though there are singers and lyrics and etc yeah. it is heavy instrumental Yes, that's and, true. And uh, so, so the question remains, and I think it came up during one of the previous podcasts: How does or can instrumental music minister to you? How does that happen? There's no gospel message. And there were a number of answers to that. I think when I was speaking with Clay, Clay Bogan was telling me: Once you mature in Christ, you can feel the spirit behind the instruments. You can mm-hmm. feel the spirit behind what people are doing. And, you know, and Clay was saying that, um, you know, if a, if a jazz musician is a Christian and he plays jazz, he just plays jazz. It's a job. It's a job. It's a job. You know, and it's something that you can take the proceeds of and you can bless somebody mm-hmm. else with. But as you said, it's a job. And you do mature in the Lord and find that your taste for certain things, David Ham said that well, mm-hmm. your taste for certain things starts to wane. Yeah. And, uh, and so... As you mature in the Lord and that cleansing starts to take place, mm-hmm. the things that are are detrimental, if you will, to a stronger relationship or walk with the Lord, God starts to cleanse you of those things and mm-hmm. starts to take the taste out of your mouth. I've had Christians come up to me and say, look, I like love songs, mm-hmm. like genuine love songs that talk about love between a man and a woman. Here's one thing I think gospel artists are missing out. If anybody that should sing about love songs are people that know the Lord. Mm. There's a guy named Chris Rice. Um, he, he writes, he's a CCM artist, but he writes beautiful love songs and a lot of them are on the radio. Okay. And I heard him say that. It's like, hey, I know the creator. I know, you know, I, I, I have a relationship with God and, I, and I'm well aware of his, of his word and, and I should be the one to express his love, not only to him, but I should be able to express his love to, to my wife and, to, and people should be able to express his love, their love to their girlfriend or boyfriends in the healthy way. But why can't we be the ones to write about it? We should be the ones to write healthy love songs. Mm. So, God is love. We yeah. love him. He loves us. It's, Who's more qualified? Exactly. My, you know, my heart is not to be out there you know, f- uh, known as a, a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of do the jazz thing just to to survive understood understood to yeah. to make money for yourself yeah exactly yeah yeah so you said your heart is not there where is your heart uh it's kind of obvious derek <laughs> <laughs> we got a wise guy here <laughs> your heart is your heart is with god i i know it was an obvious question it wasn't i just wanted to hear you say it okay can you say it? Yes, my heart is uh, in Jesus. Well, thank you very much, Pastor. You're welcome. <laughs>
Music with a Mission, the year in review, reminiscing a bit about the interview we had with bassist Patrick Andy. Prior to that, to look back at the talk we had with keyboardist producer Clay Bogan. I know you found that segment interesting, Greg, of being a music director, music producer yourself, and keyboardist and lover of instruments overall. <laughs> um, just a few weeks ago, I think you were here, we had Dave Boyer here with the big band yeah that, was, that great. was a first for for us but it was an incredible time seamless um, uh, with the trombones and the saxophones and yeah. the trumpets and 20 piece band i mean nice. and then to hear his testimony how i mean this is a guy who uh walked with the likes of frank sinatra and sammy davis jr oh, yeah. and so many others i mean the rat pack he yeah. was there this was the opening act if you mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. and uh gave it up you know, came home one night and said that his wife was gone, his daughter was gone, and she left him a note. He said, we, we just can't live like this anymore. Yeah, he had quite a journey. Talking with Dave Boyer was a very, very interesting interview, and God used him in a great way to touch some of the same people who he who he walked with, yeah, um, who he was with in, in the times of, of Atlantic City and uh, during the Rat Pack time that you're discussing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that he couldn't share on the radio. Um, but I had a chance to sit down and talk with him and really get some. It, it's you talk about dark. Yeah, but he, he didn't have to share it. Yeah, you know what I mean. If <laughs> yeah, you listen yeah. to him, yeah, he didn't have to talk. About he didn't, it. you know, he didn't have to talk about it because you could hear it in his tone. You know what I mean? That some of the people that he really ran with were very, very heavy. Yeah, yeah, on the dark side of things. But wasn't he a sweet guy? I mean, oh, Dave is just like a sweetheart. The guy I talked with him, there. and it was like I've known him for years. Yeah, yeah, just so free mm-hmm. and, and so God-free, you know, Yeah, yeah. Uh, that he stands there. And I think, you know, he his signature is on I'm So Glad Jesus Lifted Me. <laughs> oh, that's his song. No, that's, no, that's his song. Yeah. Dave Boyer on Music with a Mission. I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me I'm so glad Jesus lifted me Singing glory, hallelujah Jesus lifted me When I was a sinner Jesus lifted me When I was a sinner Jesus lifted me When I was a sinner Jesus lifted me, singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. Six years today I was saved. Mr. D'Amato opened the 500 Club to release my book written by my Jewish friend, Sonny Schwartz, who was a nightclub at Atlantic City Press. Mm -hmm. And it was Skinny's idea to have that book release at the 500 Club. We had 1,200 people fill that supper club that afternoon mm. where I used to stand with the Rat Pack. And by his request, Mr. D'Amato's request, give a concert of gospel music in his club for an hour. Really? Before the concert started, they went to cement next to Sinatra's name. All these names are in the cement. Yeah. Like Romans, Chinese. All the greats, sure, out of, yeah. sure. Skinny says, put your name next to Frank's. Put your old name, Joey, draw, draw a line through it. I drew a line through it. He's put your real name, Dave Boyer, and then I put my favorite Bible verse, John 3.16. It's tough to use names because I just want to bring attention to anything I've done. It's grace.
Music with a mission, the year in review, and the big sound of Dave Boyer, or more accurately, the big band sound of Dave Boyer. Great talking with him. Just a great guy. A great interview. And he's the first to tell you that he loves all the jazz greats, both vocally and instrumentally. Uh, Billy Eckstein vocally and uh, Charlie Parker instrumentally. Just all of the old uh, jazz greats. Dizzy. Well, when, and- when music was music... And it wasn't fabricated with synthesizers and keyboards. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. was playing an sure. instrument. You know, sure. it was sure. the real deal. Yeah, I think it's coming back to that. Too. Oh, absolutely. It's I don't think it's ever gone it. anywhere. I think yeah. the appreciation for it perhaps has diminished yeah. to some extent. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of things to contribute that to. Mm-hmm. You know, you can start with our school system. You know, where sure. they've taken it out of the school. So oh, the whole yeah. appreciation for music has been diminished mm-hmm. uh, over the years. But I don't think it's ever gone anywhere. Okay. Uh, and and if we if we can, uh, you know, we do what we have to do to make sure that this generation understands that before there was a Juno 106 or yeah you know, or, or, or whatever yeah or sampling machine yeah that mm-hmm. people had to play drums yeah. <laughs> you know you had to play that piano you had yeah. to you had to blow that horn and mm-hmm. it was it was the real deal. And I, so I really appreciate that. I, I, and believe me, I've got keyboards, and so I, I appreciate them too. Because <laughs> you can't always have the big band travel when you when you when you travel. Right, um, right. And then this one artist that we never had on the program, we never talked about him, Savad Kared, <laughs> who, who's doing yeah. what is I, and and we got to find a genre. title for this but (laughs) it's not you know i think he once referred to it as new jazz new jazz yeah new jazz (laughs) but it's it's different it's it's instrumental and this is real music yeah it's 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 an effort in an effort to make it sound as natural and as live as possible right How, how long have you known this guy long time all of his life (laughs) (laughs) i think we should tell the people who survived Correct. Correct is no. Maybe we don't tell them who it is. Maybe we just send them to the website and they get the music. Well, that's a, that's a it's way available. to do it too. It's available on CD Baby. It's not available on CD. Savad Baby. is spelled S A S I V A D K E R E D. Go to CD Baby right now and listen to the samples and then pick it up. You'll enjoy it. It's good listening music. Good driving music. And it's got these incredible gospel or Christian or biblical hooks. Am I describing this? Right now, it's definitely instrumental. But in future projects, I'm sure you'll you'll hear Christ-centered hooks and choruses and bridges to, to distinguish itself from being solely instrumental. In the coming year, we're going to be diving a little more into uh, some of the deeper topics surrounding Christian music today. It will get somewhat controversial. We're going to be hearing different points of views, as we've had this year, but I think next year we're going to be afforded a little more time to go into some areas that most people don't want to go into. Yeah, uh, We're not trying to take a position, although our position will be clear, and that's a biblical one. Uh, and we thank God that we have this venue and this opportunity to be able to, to share it with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do want to encourage you to go to the website to... Uh, Grab some of the music of the various artists who have been here. Uh, well, we can't go uh, without thanking some people uh, for their service this year. Uh, this podcast started and we started recording around March, but I don't think we launched until June. Yeah, mid, mid-year. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Uh, but it didn't happen with just you, and it didn't happen with just me. I mean, there are people. There's no way in the world I could have did this by myself, Absolutely. Or, or or even us together. We no way, done it. no way, because somebody has to be over there controlling the the system and setting up the sessions and recording and editing. And, and that would be Harry Vaughn. Harry Vaughn, who is also an incredible writer, drummer. drummer. You got to get him on the program. Get him from behind the computer station and get him. In the seat. If I can get him to be serious for five <laughs> minutes, that would probably be a good interview. But no, no, Harry's a good guy, and uh, and we couldn't have done this without him. And then, of course, on an administrative end, uh, you, this would not have happened without Jesse Carrasco. Maggie Diaz? Without Maggie Diaz, who's mm. been in here cracking the whip and just making sure Don't remind me. you are on time. Yeah. Sure well, you, uh, you know, you're not tired, yeah. you're not slouching, yeah. and... Uh, you gotta love her, man. She's. But I gotta she's love a her. Keeper, yeah. Oh, okay, well, no, she's 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 a good sister, good sister, Jessica. Um, great people. I mean, if it had not been for them both, just the organization of guests, timing, as you said, just making sure everything is in order. And then there's Jess's husband, Caesar Carrasco, who ensures that the audio for the podcast is ready for download. Rain, sleet, hail, or darkness of night. <laughs> It's even come in on his day off sometimes just to make sure this is up and running. So I'd like to thank him. And we've got the web people. Uh, we've got uh, people who Sheba are responsible. Joseph. Yeah, Sheba Joseph is responsible for making sure that you guys are up to date with what we're doing on Facebook and Twitter and all the social networking that we do. Maybe uh, we yeah. should use this opportunity to encourage people to write. You know, because we get stopped on the street. We get t- stopped on the elevator. Sometimes people who know you personally or know yeah. me personally, they'll write and say yeah. things. But it'd be good if if Sheba can hear from you through either Facebook or Twitter or uh, whatever is your bag. And uh, let Sheba Joseph know that you are out there listening and that you appreciate what the Lord's doing here. And then use that opportunity also to send us your topics. There's some things that I know you're itching to discuss that we haven't discussed yet. Uh, shoot it over to us and let us know what you'd like to hear us to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. And of course we can't leave finally without mentioning our senior pastor who gave us the green light, who's also been a guest on this show, but uh, who gave us the green light to make this podcast a reality. Pastor Carter, pastor Carter Conlon. Conlon. We love him uh, dearly. He's a, a man of integrity, an incredible shepherd, con- incredible preacher of the gospel, yes. great writer, great yes. singer, uh, just a great man, and we don't just say that because he's, he's the pastor. pastor. Right. <laughs> right. Now, I think I think the thing that I love most about Pastor Carter is just the simplicity in how he delivers the message. It is the gospel, and uh, simple. Yeah, there's nothing slick about it. It's just I have nothing else to offer you but Jesus. You know, <laughs> yeah, one one or two times I was tempted to get behind him on the organ and <laughs> key up. <on> him. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't. He probably would looked like a What are you doing over there? But um, well, I got to share this story before we go. Yeah, Pastor Carter and I last summer, summer before last, we used to go out during the week to visit other churches yeah. in the midweek, mm-hmm. and uh, and so one one pastor uh, who apparently had, had familiarized himself with Pastor Carter's teaching on online, yeah, uh, invited him to to speak for a function at his church. Okay, and uh, Pastor Carter graciously accepted. You know, and uh, he doesn't go out speak just anywhere you know i I had to assure him that this place was safe yeah oh right 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 sure (laughs) and uh that you could go there and you could preach the gospel and Mm -hmm. just go ahead and preach it and he did and (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't get to go because I was I was traveling that weekend. Um, uh, and uh, and I came back and he mm-hmm. told me about the experience. He says, "Yeah, I was teaching and or I was preaching, and uh, there was a guy behind me just kept saying, fix it, fix it.'" <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I hear you, sir." And he said, "I couldn't under I didn't know if I was saying something right or what." He says, "I looked down the audience and there was just one guy standing with his arms folded, and he was shaking his head like this, and I didn't know if the guy had a condition or or, or what." <laughs> So I, just I, I had to culture, explain huh? to him that that was a cultural yeah, thing. That yeah. that was that guy's way of saying, "Man, you're preaching, you're preaching now, yeah. preacher. You yeah. know, preach on, preacher." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to Pastor Carter, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, sir. And we Thank look forward you so to a much. wonderful year uh, in 2011. Derek, you've done an awesome job with this podcast, man. God is so Thank good. You. Thank you so much, Maggie, God is good. Harry. Awesome. I think yeah. next year is going to be even more awesomer. <laughs> <laughs> Bad grammar, good theology. I like it. That's going to be in one of these dictionaries coming out soon, right? Oh, yeah. Awesomer. <laughs> as I mentioned, as I said, bad grammar, but good theology. I like it. Greg, great to have you on uh, Music with a Mission. Thank you, Derek. We're looking forward to seeing all of you in the new year for a brand new season of Music with a Mission. Take joy, my king, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about Music with a Mission. We want your tips, hints, questions, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website, www.tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and special administrative assistance from Maggie Diaz. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.